Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. As the holidays close in, parents inevitably remind unruly children that Santa Claus is watching them. But there's another lurker out there in the long dark night, and he's watching too, a thing of fur and horns and cloven hoof. Yes, Virginia, there is a Krampus. And for naughty kids, this demonic beast man brings chains and switches instead of toys. Every December 5th, the Krampusnacht, Eve of the Feast of St. Nicholas, legend has it that he descends from the mountain wilds to terrorize children and drag the worst of their lot away in a foul wicker basket. While he's not the only yuletide boogeyman in Western tradition, Krampus has clawed his way to the front of that frightening pack, not only surviving within his native Germanic Alpine traditions, but also managing to achieve international notoriety. Before we explore the history and psychology of Krampus, you're probably wondering why Yuletide boogeymen even exist. Surely holidays are a time of light and childlike wonder, not monstrous kidnappers. 
Uh, but the holidays, at least in northern latitudes, have always been a time of darkness. Uh, sure, we light trees, sing carols, and feast upon the spoils of hunt and harvest, but the wintertime future is uncertain. Will spring thaw our frozen world? Will our crops grow again? Will our larder be enough to make it through the winter? That's one reason why, if you venture through world mythology, you'll pass countless devils, satyrs, and horned spirits who all resemble good old Krampus. In Greek mythology, for instance, you'll find Hades' abduction of Persephone, the daughter of the harvest goddess Demeter. It's a tense piece of drama that explains the Earth's seasons. Winter arrives when Persephone must enter captivity in Hades, and spring returns when she emerges again each year. The tale serves as an iconic reminder that winter is an inherently apocalyptic time, pitting the forces of light and life against darkness and death. These motifs permeate many early religions, and when Christianity spread throughout Europe, these old gods and spirits never quite died out. Rather, people wove them into the new religious tapestry. Early Christians transplanted the birth of their Savior, Jesus Christ, to December 25th, as this was a date associated with older celebrations of the new sun, that resurgent celestial force destined to defeat the long winter. And so, Krampus ties into a rich legacy of winter darkness, seasonal fear, and pre-Christian traditions involving harvest spirits and wild men. But Krampus's exact origins are just as uncharted as the uncivilized wilds from which he emerges every December 5th. St. Nicholas, that solemn Catholic precursor to jolly Santa Claus, first gained popularity among German-speaking people during the 11th century— Krampus became part of the festivities over the centuries to follow, but he undoubtedly dated back to pre-Christian customs surrounding the pagan goddess Perkta and her consort of frightening and unruly Schöpfrichten. These customs never vanished and eventually rebounded. By the 16th century, pagan Schöpfrichten processions became a frequent part of winter festivities in Salzburg, Austria, despite centuries of Christian traditions. Catholic attempts to ban these festivals in the 17th and 18th centuries proved futile, so a demonic he-goat earned his tenure in Alpine holiday traditions. In Alpine celebrations, Krampus and St. Nick come to life through the use of costumes and wooden masks, but maybe you can guess which role is more popular. Fur-clad goatmen tend to parade through the streets en masse every Krampusnacht. Yes, to this day. They rattle their chains, brandish torches, and leap about with wild and indiscriminate energy. As with many masked rituals and celebrations around the world, the rites of Krampusnacht are transformative. They allow participants to abandon the conventions of daily life and indulge in a wilder and perhaps darker aspect of their personality. As such, it's easy for things to get a little out of hand. Many processions limit the costume participants to keep everyone from crossing that thin line between good-natured holiday horror and emotional abuse. Back in 2006, concerned parents, along with Austrian child psychologist Max Friedrich, spoke out against the demon's violent influence, as well as what Friedrich called childhood Krampus trauma. Somewhere along the line, Santa had been banned from visiting kindergartens in Vienna, but Krampus apparently still had access. In 2015, amid the massive influx of Syrian and Iraqi refugees into rural Austria, community representatives made special efforts to prepare newcomers, especially children, for their frighteningly fun holiday festivities. In the past, Krampus detractors have even outlawed the demon outright. Before Nazi Germany's 1938 invasion of Austria, Catholic Austrofascists briefly held power, and, as reported in a 1945 New York Times article, they saw Krampus as a demonic, unruly, and potentially communist usurper of Christian tradition. Krampus postcards and candies have always been popular, but around that time, Krampus had virtually usurped the role of prime gift giver. 
it was this demon, not St. Nick, who made rounds with sweets and gifts. The Austrofascists ordered anyone in a Krampus costume arrested on sight. They also required that all St. Nicks be licensed by the state and monitored. Despite the continuing war on Krampus and any misgivings we might have about scaring good behavior into children with the threat of inhuman kidnapping, the tradition not only endures, but flourishes. Internet culture and the rejection of homogenized holiday traditions have led to a full-blown international Krampus revolution. If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, you've missed this year's Krampusnacht, but it's never too early to start planning for next year. Today's episode was written by Robert Lamb and produced by Tyler Klang. If you're looking for gifts for those on either your naughty or nice list, check out our online shop at tpublic.com slash brainstuff. Every purchase supports us. And of course, for more on this and lots of other festive topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.